to you by dragon parties <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like you had to follow it up. i love the the brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by dragon party Dra- we party for dragons yeah. <laughs> we're made for dragons with dragons <laughs> <laughs> i'm your host brett brandis for this reception and this as always my co-host it's eric eric tell me your name Eric's name is Eric Manjo. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be through the uh, the set review from the. It was the, a doozy. It was a doozy. Yeah, it's a good thing we put it up. In- I hope you went through it all. I hope everyone actually enjoyed it and listened to it all. Uh, if you didn't, maybe we'll break those up further into like smaller segments so you can chew on. Yeah. Them. I feel like with technology now, though, if you really wanted to do something like listen to it in parts, you know, it, it saves your progress in the podcast. App, yeah, so. exactly. Shouldn't be it's the biggest deal. I had to listen to it twice. I had to edit it every once. So <laughs> <laughs> it was four hours long doing that. So, and I still thought we did a good job. Yeah, it was good. There's more cards we have to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. We're, today, <laughs> this week, we're back on D&D. We're, we, we, we have spent the past couple weeks doing Magic, because uh, mm-hmm. of Strixhaven and the Commander product all being released at once, uh, but we're going to go back to D&D this week. Before we get to those topics, though, back at our party, what you drinking today? I'm drinking a, uh, a Langunitas uh, Daytime IPA. Okay. That's a chain, right? That well, like not a chain, but what do they call it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a pretty popular uh, yeah, like brewery. Like craft ones you've been hitting up yeah. lately. That's pretty good. Pretty I like good. it. It's okay. very, it's very drinkable. Drinkable. I don't know. That's... I never really understood exactly what that meant, but everyone knows what you mean. What do you <laughs> oh, I think drinkable. Yeah, I don't even know what beer I think of. Land Shark, maybe. You know, one of those mm-hmm. like the summer ones where you don't even. Oh, Almost just spilled everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week I got. I mean, a beautiful picture. So shout out, shout out to the can. Uh, this is a craft brew out of Bozeman, Montana. The Mountains Walking Brewery. Uh, this is a seasonal series. It has all the seasons listed, so I don't know what season this is from. <laughs> but here, I'm Pick guessing one. fall, because here's here's the listed... Uh, this is a sour ale, and I'm not a huge fan of sour ales. The weirdest thing about it already, it doesn't taste like a normal... I mean, like it's a sour ale, right? So it's not a beer, because it, it doesn't have the carbonation like beer does. It's like, I guess it's brewed entirely differently. Hmm. So this is an alcohol. I would just, I wouldn't call it a beer. Right? I would call it an alcoholic beverage at this point because it's it, so it, different. Is it more like, uh, more akin to like a cider? Yes, absolutely. It's closer to a cider. Like it's a sweet drink. So this is the hmm. sweets series, caramel apple, uh, sour ale brewed with apples, caramel, cinnamon, brown sugar, and lactose. Huh. That's very interesting. Usually when I think of sours, I think of very like tropical fruits and very light right flavors is, things like is, that maybe something you know acidic, what though but... now that you said cider it is cider it's a cider absolutely yeah. it is cider it tastes like the mott's applesauce in an alcoholic drink could do worse <laughs> no, that sounds pretty yeah, good it says it's better than most of this when i have sour ales i usually hate them 
This one sounded like it says sour, but it, yeah, it's not sour. It's completely sweet. <laughs> huh, I, I wonder if like their marketing department was just like, well, we got to put it in some category. I, I, yeah. And I think that is the category is like sour ales is like mm-hmm. any of that fruity, crazy tart, tart stuff. Uh, so it's, it's, this is different. This is different, but it's nice. Finally feels like summer out here, right? I mean, we're hitting a 73 yep. day. Finally, tomorrow's going to be 80. So first beautiful weekend this year and we're already in may so yeah of course like finally <laughs> you'd expect to have like a good couple like weather weeks by now in may and it was weird because all of our trees bloomed super early this year huh. i'd say around this time last year is when i moved in and we have a magnolia tree in the back and that was like in full like pink at this time when we moved in in may it's already like fully green and everything it's dropped everything already it's, it's already way beyond that period uh, i wonder if there was like one or two warm days in a row and it was like all right let's and go let's do like, this let's do it in March. Yeah. something like that all right so, so our D topic this week we've been talking about it for a couple weeks now because we keep delaying it delaying it delaying it so what are we talking about this week well oh wait no we have to discuss one thing oh we have to that's true it's a D week which means let's bring up our D story of the week now brett why don't you i'm gonna I'm going to uh, bring out my other drink. Ooh, I like Green Spot. Oh my gosh, I love Green Spot. I, I ran out of Green that. Spot. When you came over, you drank all my Green Spot. Now I have none. Well, I have some, so you can just come over to my. <laughs> so green Spot's a, a classic Irish whiskey that we love. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so as I'm pouring out one, why don't you to tell the viewers what happened? Yeah, he's he's getting all sad and sultry because Eric killed people in our campaign. He murdered them. He killed them dead in the streets. They were I innocent bystanders, and he stabbed them in the face. And that wasn't even in, during the D&D game. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came and directed our D&D game. <laughs> Eric's a murderer. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so a unfortunate combat gone wrong. <laughs> um, I don't really understand fully what happened. Yeah, so what Brett, what from the player side, describe from the player side, it, it was it was very chaotic. So from my side specifically too, I missed the week prior. Uh so I didn't when we came into this week's session, things were just already happening. Like we were in in the midst of something happening where we were chasing down this random werewolf. I had no idea about any of this, right? So they're just right. like we're chasing the werewolf, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So they the party had to capture a specimen, uh, a, a lycanthrope, and bring it back to uh, somebody, and they captured them. And during uh, another uh, session of combat, he managed to escape, and they noticed this, and the the chase was on, and that was basically the start of the episode. Right. So I missed that part of it <laughs> it just came into the chases on here we yeah. go we're uh, running what, go who, <laughs> uh, okay so yeah just kind of following along one one of our members gets way out ahead to try and like really get him down and then one of our party members to try and catch up to him turned into like a griffin or an eagle i forget which one it eagle. was okay uh he carried me and started flying we tried to chase after him with i think another on his back right so we right. had two of us one had to lag behind on a horse, trying to go yeah. as fast as he could. And it was, uh, th- so they were in the middle of a dense forest, so they couldn't ride quickly on the horse, which Didn't is Didn't get too far. So we get, we, I mean, unfortunately, the member that was closest to the werewolf failed basically every role he could. 
yeah, on, like on, on his route. So he didn't catch up to him at all. Um, he ended up finding this werewolf at a den, which had a whole bunch of other werewolves, all just chilling. Tons of them. Um, a lot. A ton. A metric ton. You would think enough to say this combat is untenable. <laughs> You could immediately look at it and go, there's five of us, there's 50 of them, let's not fight that. Well, we started to try and hightail it away, because we did, you know, we were hidden and figured out, hey, I don't want to mess with that, run away. The werewolf started chasing after us, <laughs> so it all turned, the chase became a reverse chase. Um, unfortunately, can't really outrun these guys, they're way faster so they catch up to what well, three of us are in the air right one's lagging way behind and then one's on the ground getting surrounded i attempted to make him fly <laughs> yes and escape that way and it was working as far as i'm aware everything was we i kind of lifted him up in the air then words were exchanged and now he yeah. wanted to get in a fight with these the one there, of them. There was an agreement that there would be like a like a duel almost, uh, as long as you know, like it wasn't. There's a lot of context, so it, the whole story <laughs> might not make total sense. But yeah, essentially, yeah, there was a duel uh, through some role playing, a duel challenge, and accepted, and they started fighting, and then I. There yeah, was, just uh, just just so just so my two, guy he took a, a a growth potion ended up not flying anymore, but he was big and giant and was going to fight this werewolf, which was the werewolf we were chasing. Importantly, so he wasn't mm -hmm. part of this pack. He was kind of an outsider, and that's well, why he, we were yeah. So he was he was uh, he was a part of the original pack, but they uh, they didn't like that he was uh, that he was captured. So he basically had to win himself back, self back into in, the back. And yeah, so we were allowed this duel. While meanwhile, we're still in the air flying. Well, all of a sudden, our guy on, on the eagle's back decides, I'm going to start firing arrows now. Uh, which, which I don't, again, I don't know which happened first. Because at one point, uh, Mr. Man, that cha I think it happened first. I think Mr. Man fired a fireball at us first. Uh, what so what, what had happened was during the uh, the reverse chase, as you said, as the reverse uh, chase happened, during yeah. that set of combat, there was a fireball thrown at you that hit us. Yes. Then so we were uh, attacked first. Well, no, not necessarily. We were. Um, you just said they fireballed us. Correct. And then combat stopped, and the leader of the of the werewolf said, "Okay, we're not going to fight you guys. This is this one on one combat's going to happen." So then combat stopped. Then it didn't after necessarily that, stop because we were still in turn order. Uh, yes, because it was, of ex I was afraid that something like <laughs> so this we exactly were, was going to happen. So by saying we're out of combat, we're not out of combat, right? So we are you're in not combat out of, stage yeah. of D&D, yeah, you're right. You're not. we have to work in turn order. You're working still in turn order, but they weren't going to fight Necessarily attacking. Yes, so they, they were not. They were obviously on guard. Uh, and then that <laughs> apparently something wasn't clicking with one of our party members. Uh, and he was like, oh, well, as long as I don't fire an arrow at the person our party member was fighting, I should be good. And then just started the shooting other wolves because they're just a 
bunch of them hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, that... then things got super chaotic, so basically we're surrounded by 50 werewolves at this point, because they got pissed, which makes sense. We got knocked out of the air because one of them mm-hmm. dispelled our, our eagle guy, so we're all falling on the ground. Uh, I managed to get away because I immediately went, I'm out, <laughs> I'm not fighting this. I flew back up in the air. Um, how did our wizard get away? I don't even know how he got away. Uh, there was a, a wall of fire placed down that helped oh, out so with the Oh, so finally our last member, yeah, eventually got to the fight, put down mm-hmm. that wall of fire, and I guess by then the wizard was safe. But yeah, the ranger but was, went uh, down, and a guy that was in the duel went down. Our barbarian went down. Because he was not just in a duel anymore. <laughs> yeah. Even though he won the duel. Very convi- very easily. <laughs> won the duel, and then just got beaten down by 50 werewolves. Yeah, it was, um... Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting because I have never uh, killed somebody before. This is my first time where like something now, like this. And now he's out for it. blood, everyone. And now I got a taste for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it was pretty crazy. And I, I think you guys, as players, handled it really well because uh, there was a lot of different aspects of the fight, and it wasn't like you know, anybody got like pissed at anybody. And also a lot of you guys, this is the first time playing D and D. So I think it, it's easy to kind of get in the mindset of like, Oh, well, we're just going to die. Might as well go down, swing it. And then it was the hero complex, right? Yeah. I'm immortal. Oh no, you can Um, die. Exactly. So yeah, three of the five party members managed to get out, which was good. Now, they didn't see the the characters didn't see the uh, the the results of the death saving throws because the no. werewolves took the bodies, <laughs> which is probably the reason I'm most mad because we're now under the assumption that these two are alive and we're gonna go back to save them. However, they're not, they are not. there anymore. <laughs> Their souls are so no stay, longer part of their body. Stay tuned. <laughs> and also, there's no cleric in the party, so no one knows. <laughs> Like any resurrection magic. Yeah, these guys aren't coming back alive. They are. They're goners. So. They're done. So they'll get but, two um, new characters because two of our party members died. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to rope them back in mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, I'm already thinking about different ways to do it. Yeah, but in so the that meantime, does create a new challenge, right? It's not just, oh, you could just create new characters. You have to fit it into the story and make it make sense and have us yeah. somehow accept them into the party and you got to be thinking about those dynamics and yeah like there needs to be a reason why yeah they're... which there is a good reason right now right right exactly. so part of the reason to go back there is i need to find sacrifices so you could kind of just have yeah. them be two of the stupid people that are going to follow me but then they decide oh i'm not going to be a sacrifice i mean, at this point i might not sacrifice anybody because yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Of it. So, yeah, so you can pretty much place them right back in the campaign pretty easily. But um that's uh but in the meantime I'm going to drink to drink, two drink fallen. to the, to the two fallen. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. All right, on this topic, we're going to talk about that service that allowed us to have that said campaign in that moment. Yeah. Uh, all those chase scenes, they all happened on uh, online maps. Uh, actually, the chase scene didn't, but the all the combats do. All the combats mm-hmm. happen on a certain map. Uh, certain maps, not just one. 
<laughs> nope. Just it's the same map. I hide behind that same tree in every it's, it's battle. It's <laughs> so annoying. It's the tree is OP. <laughs> I hide behind my tree. Uh, so uh, no, yeah. So there's a uh, obviously we can't meet in person for more reasons than just the pandemic. Uh, we all yeah. live in kind of like different areas, so right. the only way we can connect is through virtual uh, tabletops. So that's right. kind of even, what we're gonna even talk though about. we're kind of I guess winding down. Like you, you know, you started vaccinations. I just did uh, yep. yesterday, so I got my first shot. Uh, even out of the end of this, uh, when we're all vaccinated, this is still what we're gonna use, and I imagine a lot of the campaigns are the same way. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, these services have gotten so good over the past year. For sure. Um, it, yeah, they've just become so easy to use. Did you ever play D anD D as tabletop, or have you only ever used web services? Yeah, so I yeah I've played pretty much exclusively just in tabletop. Same. I I think most started that way, right? This is a newfangled thing, really. Really, yeah. <laughs> People have had like. Uh, something we'll talk about a little later, like virtual character sheets, just to so they have it on their tablet or sure. laptop or something. Um, sometimes it's easier than uh, to have all the books on your laptop instead of lugging around everything. Right. So people were kind of moving in this direction, but yeah, D and D has always been a thing where the people that you're playing with need to be in like the same town. Or yeah, at least and, close and by. The, the interest is going to stir that way, right? I mean, you're you're not going to become interested, and I'm going to call you up and be like, "Why well, don't start a D and D?" Like it can work like that, but right. it generally doesn't. It's generally like a group of people at school or at college or something are all sitting around, kind of wanting something to do, mm-hmm. and they decide, "Oh, well, we're going to meet." Yeah, we're, we meet weekly anyway. We're all here. Let's play a game. And and I think this opens the door for so many players, or especially now uh in the pandemic time where so much of our social life is virtual yeah. i think a lot of people if they were kind of in our position like if i from dallas wanted to say like okay you from uh, in, in the east coast or one of our players in uh, north carolina uh like oh let's play D and it's like well i've always wanted to play but i really just want to do the full tabletop experience so maybe we'll do like some one shots when we all meet up sometime right. but now it's just fair like hey you want to play D? like sure let's Oh, webcams? Yeah, we all have a webcam now. We all have microphones and headsets and know our way around this like virtual get-together environment. It's, so. it's much easier to put together, for sure. And you can find the time oh, yeah. way easier like that, too. There's no logistics to think about. We're all here. <laughs> and there's this uh, there's this other like side benefit where the ability to create maps on the computer has... Like, these artists and map makers are just so incredible yeah, and I yeah. would want to use all these things, but if it was a tabletop, then how would I, I would have to print it out in color mm-hmm. and then put it out on the table. And it's just a, on a, like a nine by 11 sheet of paper or a bunch of them. And I just look kind of janky, but now you just have access to all of these virtual resources right the only way it'd be more awesome in person is if you had like the full like warhammer setups you know with the big oh, old yeah. mountains and stuff but that's that's like so much work and so much material and it's so much harder to put together yeah and, and that would be the situation like you describe where we only have one map guys yeah There's a hill on this side <laughs> a ruined castle on this side we're just gonna figure it out because this thing <laughs> took so much time for me to make we're gonna for play sure, on it all for the time. sure yeah i used to design my maps on grid paper and that and that took forever and mm-hmm. you know it's like it it like there's some really powerful we'll go over some of them later uh for for map making purposes 
what you can do online, some of it's much more powerful than what you can uh, do in person. Oh, oh no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, so let, let's just kind of jump right into it. All right, so when we're talking about a web service, before we get into the actual ones that we're going to suggest or even just look into, not necessarily suggest, it might not get our stamp of approval, right, <laughs> or, <exactly. laughs> or, or very much maybe not get it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go over what kind of things we need uh, in, a, in a web service. Yeah, so when you're browsing around, um, I, I've, I think as a DM at least, there are three things that you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely need. And if one of these services doesn't have it, I think you should just find a new one. Sure. Uh, these three essentials are like the ability to import uh, custom maps. So if you find something yep. on Reddit, just throw it in there. I, I don't remember the name of it, which is fine because I'm going to bash it for not doing this. You can only hmm. create maps in the own in its own service okay and that just takes so much time and it's just so annoying there's so many good like maps online or and you're not sure if it's one tools. of the ones we're gonna talk about later uh it might be but uh sure you, exactly yeah you, you might start talking about them and it'll ring a bell but uh the, that's that's number one uh and these three aren't in a really any particular order uh two is the ability to have movable tokens uh on yeah. your map just having the players be able to control where they're going to go and you can control where the monsters are going to go and have those things uh, like up there and just be able to move around. Uh, my first time as a player playing virtually, uh, there was basically just someone was on like a, like imported a picture and streamed on Microsoft Paint and we just had like colored circles that they had constantly like <laughs> erase and move around and stuff. And it was just like, oh, this is, <laughs> I mean, it kind of works, but this is crazy. Um, I, I and, will say that step to me was the biggest hurdle or difference I noticed between like tabletop and virtual combat was the, it was the spatial awareness was so much easier when, when everything was on the middle of the table and you had your monopoly token, you know, your little guy, yeah, yeah, your yeah. avatar, and you can see where people were and, if there were levels, right? Like if, if someone was up higher, they'd have a house that they were sitting on top of, you know, oh, like yeah. it, it, it made it a little more real and made a little more sense. The virtual, they're all very 2d, right? Except for, there are some <laughs> services that we'll talk about later that are free and powerful. Uh, you got to do a little more work for them. Right. Uh, but th to me, this was the biggest deal and the biggest difference. What was nice is that, um, these, these maps generally have like built-in rulers. <laughs> so everything you can kind of like map out how far right. things are, which helps it, kind of your thinking process. And at the very least they'll have like grids and then it'll just be like, Oh, each of these squares yeah. is 10 feet. Um, but yeah, that, that is huge. There, there is definitely something, uh, to, uh, trying to decide the tactics of how you're going to, uh, approach a fight when everything is in front of you. Can you just like move around and like talk to everybody? Um, but kind of also on the token thing, the, the third is having uh, some sort of fog of war or have ability to hide tokens. Um, because again, the players, they see everything once the map is on the screen. So it's, there's the, the tactical, uh, aspects of you can't, this, this, this monster is hiding and you can't see them Yeah. or you're in a dungeon. So you don't see what's in this room. Uh, and there's like the 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 visceral feeling of it, like yeah. in the combat we described earlier. Uh, 
the uh, our barbarian who caught the guy only saw like a couple werewolves. And once they the rest of the pack moved out through the trees, I revealed all of them and the uh, the the sounds you guys made of going like, oh, shit, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot more. That's the feeling I want. I don't I want to be like, oh, okay, we can take them like, oh, no, we cannot. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, know, I, the, the fog of war is super important, like you said. Yeah. You, ha- you had a boss fight where, where like, the slug thing was, like, continuing to, like, wrap around big pillars. And when he went behind the pillar, you were able to make him disappear. Because right. he's behind exactly. the pillar right now. We can't see him. I know he's there, but right. you can't see him, which means, like, it gives you a good idea of, like, okay, I can't just cast something at that thing. He's behind exactly. the pillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if, like, someone's invisible, and then they move out of their space... It forces them forces the players to be like, I don't know where they move. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put fireball here, and then maybe it'll hit them. Maybe it's not. Right. Um, I have also have two nice to haves, and I, I kind of put a special note that especially for new players, um, yeah. ability to control and edit the character sheet in the client, and also have an automatic dice roller. That's pretty nice for new players. And the, I the totally character see... sheet's a topic that we'll get into later because there's a, there's a lot of them out there and not all of them are as good as some. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Ease of use and, is important on character sheets. And it, it, that's you just nailed it, I think. Um, and some, especially advanced players, they just loved having their character sheet in paper. And if that's yeah. easier for them, then they are, they're probably just not even going to use that functionality. So maybe that's not super important. And but I'll I say think... from using like the dozen that I've seen on character sheets, I don't blame them for doing so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of them are really obnoxious to use and don't yeah. really function properly. Even the one that we use, I'm just... Even the one we use, exactly. We'll get to that one. So, yeah. Because I agree. I, I think in, in the leveling too, like, but we'll get to that. And then and then you said a dice roller, which is, a, I agree with that as well, which isn't always necessary, right? Everyone can just buy a set of dice right uh and roll it in person which actually feels fun and better uh to do anyway uh and then you you add your own numbers so it feels a little weird when you click the virtual thing it's easy and i like that like w- with all those web services mm-hmm. you, you use like hey initiate and roll you click initiation bam it has it already added up for you done uh right. just sometimes it feels like hmm <laughs> yeah it it you don't get the thing where you know like you're writing down your character sheet. It's like, because now everything's added all at once. It's like, wait, okay. I had, I rolled a, <laughs> I rolled a 10 to hit. Oh, and I had plus two because of this thing. I had plus five because of my proficiency and another four because of my strength. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like you're adding up everything constantly, which can be annoying for some people. But uh, I don't know. There's something very visceral of like adding up all the numbers yourself and <laughs> be like, oh shit, I rolled a 10 and now it's a 19 where these things it just shows 19 and uh it's like oh okay i suggest uh, but- having buying dice anywhere if you're a player that's going to play d d and d even if you're using one of the services with a dice roller just buy a set of dice i, I think so yeah i have a set of dice it's like less than ten dollars you can buy like the sets they come with you know because d and d has d4s d6s d8s d10s d12s d12 like you're gonna need one of everything so just buy the dnd set of dice yeah they're they're super cheap and if uh you ever transition from virtual into uh into in person then yeah 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 but it's like we said it's just more fun to roll your own dice you know (laughs) it really is especially (laughs) in the large numbers like when you cast fireball you're just like oh hell yeah eight d6 (laughs) 
But if you buy a D&D set like I just suggested, you won't have all those. Yeah, you, you won't have, have all of them. You'll need a lot more dice than that. All right, yeah. let's get into the web services specifically. here. And first, we're going to go over like the all-encompassing web services. So well, these do, are you, like, do you want to talk about the number one last, just because that's the one sure. that we like we the most? we could do that. We could talk about that one last. We listed them in order of, I guess, suggested ones? I, I don't know. We, we have them in an, in an order. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I, I threw one in at the end. And, okay, and, uh, but these all these web services have something in common, and it's that, like, Basically, your entire campaign can run within these applications. Uh, they don't need necessarily necessarily anything extra. We're going to suggest a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to want mm-hmm. extra. But these things can run by themselves. Uh, I, actually, maybe not the, all of them. The one I added at the end. Yeah, I'll, we'll get to it when I get to it. All right. So the first one we'll start off with is one called Fantasy Grounds. Uh, have you ever used it? I have no experience with Fantasy Grounds. Okay, I have used Fantasy Grounds, and I will say it's not great unless you pay for it, and even then, I still wouldn't necessarily suggest it for things like combat. So what what about it makes you, like, not want to suggest this? So... Every feature that's important that you've mentioned, all of the essentials that you've mentioned, and all of the nice-to-haves that we mentioned <laughs> are locked behind a paywall. Yeah, it makes you, me think that that's you why. Basically, yeah. so what we, when I went through this process, uh, the DM had the paid subscription for it, so mm-hmm. he had access to all the tools that you would need. So, But when I, as a character, wanted something to be done to my character sheet, he would have to edit it. I was unable to do anything myself. It's all, hey, you can you go edit this for me? Hey, can you do this for me? Um, and, and the combat, honestly, was like a ripped-off version of a different web service we'll talk about later. It, it was it was just slower. It was it didn't have as much functionality on the pieces themselves somehow. Hmm. Like it was so basic. It basically allowed you to like click your guy and drag your guy and move, it. and that was it. Like that was the uh, only function it had. Was like you can move the pieces. Yeah, but you can't do anything else. <laughs> and like that, if yeah, not editing character sheets. That's oh, so it was big. the worst. It was the, it was the worst. Uh, and, and, that one, like, and that was why, like, so so you could theoretically though use this service, right? It has a great dice roller. It's got a great uh, interface for the campaign. Mm-hmm. It's got great maps, excellent maps, probably better maps that I've seen on that than uh, than the and, one like, we used. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the maps I, yeah, are a I, little I, more th- thorough. Yeah, I have heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think the, that's the one of the weaknesses of the one we good. use for sure yeah so so it does have so, so a couple of things going for it but man you would i would suggest using like a supplemental i mean so it also doesn't have webcam services or or music i don't think uh mm. it, it was an application which like it's so own software it? yeah you have to download it and that actually was a negative against it because it would actually start crashing itself yeah that's yeah, it was a little I, worse than. I guess you almost can't put it under like a web services because it's, it's its own app, it's its own, its own software. Thing. It's its own, yeah, uh, I I think mode. that's actually like pretty big. 
because that's just, I don't know, that's a whole bunch of new, uh, just for a new player, if you're going in on this and, and someone's like, oh, I got this really cool idea for a campaign, let's play. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're excited about it, but you're not, you're not just like, oh man, this is all I've ever wanted to do. Then, then someone asks you like, oh, you have to download this app and then you have to create an account for it. Oh, yeah. and then also like, how much does it cost? Like, yeah, right. So it's free. Now I got to pay free, money for but, it. But yeah, but the good version to edit all your stuff. So if you will pay for it, here's the thing. If you have a campaign and you want to use the service, and I, I think if you pay for it, you could use it and it might be actually pretty useful. Once you pay for it, you do get to edit everything. Right, it, that, mm-hmm. that the paying for it gives you the power to basically unlock all the tools that are essential. Yeah, everything you need to do. So if you do pay for it, I think it is probably a pretty good service. It does have great maps. I do not like its combat maps. Still, I don't know what it adds when you pay for it, but I don't think much. I'd almost suggest using a different service for the combat specifically, almost. Which at that point. At that point, just... Yeah, it's kind of... I, I feel like most of the point of your online web service is going to be tied into that combat screen because most and slash all of your um, acting and your role-playing side of the game is still just dealt in the ether. Like, there is no... There, there's... A lot of times there's, a, you know, a map as well that you're moving tokens right. around and, and role-playing within. Uh, but most of it's just happening you know yeah theater of the mind mind. yeah theater of the mind like what what i do when you're in a town is i'll have them the being our players uh like put their tokens just to just to show where they are yeah we have the general town map up but we kind of know where we are and we kind of know the situation we're in and we're just talking yeah the, the the so i think maybe i just when i was deciding which uh service that we were going to use for our campaign i think i just saw the like oh it's not totally free, so I just dismissed it. Right, right. And uh, well, it, this one was free. It is free. Right. Yeah. Well, so actually, there, I guess it kind of isn't. Honestly, I think like there, someone needs to. Like, I, the I was going to say, I think someone it, yeah. has to. Not everyone. So it's free for everyone, but probably one person. And I, mm-hmm. and you kind of need that because otherwise, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the next one down, also a paid service, but I think is a lot better than fantasy grounds with uh especially for combat this thing so d20 pro is the next one i was going to mention have you ever used d20 pro i have not used d20 pro now this one was designed by wizards of the coast for the game it was okay it was so it is paid though and i think it's a subscription which is kind of rough yeah yeah so so it's not like you pay for access and you're done which if that, if that were the thing, it'd probably be totally worth it, right? I mean, if you're going to play maybe a long campaign or multiple campaigns and want to use this service, might be worth paying money for a good, really good web service. Yeah, yeah, the, the subscription uh, pay plan thing, it's a real turnoff for the for me, at least, with these long, uh, long form types of uh commitments i guess yeah i mean <laughs> because... like, unless you're into that so we're already a year into our campaign though right so we would have probably had to re-upt we probably would have had to buy it initially for the year and now we probably would have had to pay for another year already right exactly and and how, so how much how much was it for a yearly uh, subscription I, I think it's like a 20 dollars subscription i'll have to look it up 
Okay, that's not that's not too bad. Like if it's a year, I was thinking it was going to be like five dollars a month. I mean, like, like of course it's a it's a you know thirty day free trial, so you can you can right. try it, which is good though, right? Because it gives you the chance to try out the whole thing. Um, okay, so the GM okay. license, there's a license for it. The GM can have four guests uh, for fifty dollars. They can get their complete access and host a game, which means. Uh. Man, I, guess, I wish it was more seats on that guest pass. Yeah, four is a little tight, right? I mean, that's that's you and four. That that I mean, it's good that it's not three because that would be kind of scummy if it was three. Because usually there's like four players. I think. Um, it looks like there is a, a version where you can get up to twelve, but it's not. Yeah, it's purchase right additional there. guest seats for ten dollars. Um, $10 but if it's fifty dollars for a year, that's not. That that is that could be prohibitive for some people, like especially if they're if like you're in high school and don't have any money, <laughs> you're just like fifty dollars. Like, like well, you know, now that I'm looking at, it, I don't see anything that says it's a subscription. It kind of just looks like it's pay to pay to pay to get it, pay to get access right. to it. You might well, it, what what does seem a little odd is it might be for like per campaign. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, right? Where like you you know they lock everything into a certain asset as a one campaign and then they kind of like if you wanted to play we're playing curse of strahd right say we wanted to play a totally different campaign in a totally different setting different worlds maybe yeah we'll have to go in and see the uh see what the assets look like because so it does have the fog of war it does have the dynamic lighting it Mm -hmm. has the automated combat which honestly their combat uh, screen to me looks incredible you have you can click on your characters and you it like provides you a list of like all the actions you can make. Ooh, yeah, you know, it's like it's, it. It sounds like we'll have. I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll kind of like get a player license or something, and then try to see maybe if this is something that we should look into. Right, because it has like you know abilities, your spells. What was your last attack? What's your next? Like it, it kind of like keeps a record right. of stuff you've done keeps track of everything for you the 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 character markers are all highlighted with a nice border so you can see clearly what space you occupy so this this definitely feels like like the premium version like the high end yeah oh definitely compared to what we use yes this is this is the paid version of what we use (laughs) right (laughs) it Uh, kind of is just like i mean it is designed by wizards of the coast so you know it's going to be well thought out they did it with the indian mind they do have different games on it they just uh pathfinder is now on it so you can nice. play not just D you can play pathfinder and it well. looks like it integrates with discord and other apps and stuff yep 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 that's a yeah this seems pretty nice yeah so if you have the money lying around and to go check it out and i a 30-day free trial is pretty sweet yeah um, so if you wanted to just try it out you could just do that don't pay for the ten dollars i'd suggest go do that yeah I, yeah i saw that i realized <laughs> like, wait don't dumb. pay ten dollars <laughs> Pay the 30, well, you can open it up, get us all in there. We'd all get the 30 day. We could try a campaign using right. that and see if we like it. Yeah. Um, um, all right, and then your next, that, yeah, so that's so D20 Pro, and it, it's D20 good. Pro. It's good, It just it's just paid, which might turn a bunch of people off. Yeah, and especially, yeah, the getting people in the door is all about, like, removing barriers to that, and asking somebody to pay $10 for something that they may or may not be interested in, 
uh, like it depending on where you are in life now like a high schooler might not be not not want to do that yeah you Um, as the dm could pay for them technically right even if you're just buying the 50 dollar like base price and you have an open seat yeah that is actually pretty nice that is something (laughs) that makes me uh that kind of turns from like a paid service to like Okay, so that way, if I want to eat the cost and be like, you know what, this is going to make my life as a DM so much easier and really engage with my players, it's worth it for me. And now four people can play for free. Like, that's right. I I just wonder if if you get, again, if it's a subscription, it doesn't look actually, now that I'm looking at it, I just wonder if you could pay 50 and then you just have access to, and and I'm hoping it's not just one campaign, right? Like, as soon as one campaign's done. Yeah, well, so we could talk about how like roll 20 does it when we get to it. Um, but I, I kind of suspect this is probably uh, roll 20 and this is probably a, a similar thing. Um, so the, the next one uh, I kind of put out the end, uh, it was, this was the alternative that I was considering, uh, for the start of our campaign called owl bear rodeo. Mm-hmm. And this is a completely free. This one I have never heard of. <laughs> yeah. So it's a completely free service. And this is like a very stripped down, virtual tabletop it basically only has like the three essentials that i'm talking about um and but but it does those things very very well like you Mm -hmm. can put import any image you want Mm -hmm. as a map it throws it on there uh you can add like a custom grid size so it has a measuring tool uh it doesn't have i don't think it has at, at this point um like character sheet or a dice roll or anything like that um, so I, I think this will be more for like experienced players who like their own systems or use something like D and D beyond as their character sheet, uh, editor and dice roll and things like that. Um, the nice thing about this is that you don't even need an account for mm. it. Basically, uh, it, it kind of works like how uh, we use spell table is like someone just sets up a room and, or sets up a game and then I, as a DM, I'll, I'll set it up and send you guys the link. And you guys click on the link, and now you're in. Um, but one of the weird things about it is it stores all of the uh, information in your browser cache. So if you clear that out, then everything's gone. Oh, whoa. So, so it can't say, it can't like cloud backup its own data or anything? Right. And this is as of now. It, it might it might improve later on to, to do something like that. But that also means you can't like play on on your iPad because it does have mobile support, and then put it put that down because somebody else and, wants to and use then it. Go and then to your open computer it up. <laughs> and yeah. have everything you just had. Whoa! Now, I think they can just click on the link again, but hmm. yeah, it is kind of it is kind of strange. But it's again, it's totally free. You don't even need to sign up for an account, and it's very clean sounds like it'd be like good for like people wanting to do a one shot right where you don't need to save your data right it's exactly yeah we're gonna do a one shot like let's just get through it here's this free service for everyone it'll be easy setup easy to play boom boom yeah exactly and then we don't have to save it (laughs) it's perfect for that and if everyone already has their character sheets and stuff that means you don't have to worry about any of that so i i think this is probably good if everyone already has like their virtual character sheet and in D and D beyond or something else or in paper, they don't need any of the, the superfluous things like that. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's definitely very limited as far as like features. Sure. 
All right, lastly, let's go over the one that we are alluding to this whole time. It's the one we're most familiar with. We're not going to say it's the best one. Maybe D20 Pro is the best one. We don't really know because we haven't yeah. used them all necessarily to to the extent that we should to, to give you a full recommendation. But we have used Roll20 for, for the past year of our campaign. Yep. It's all been on Roll20, and it's a good service. I mean, it is. Really I definitely good. can say I prefer it over Fantasy Grounds, which is only saying so much. Because that's only mm-hmm. one other service. That does the whole same thing, right? So, Roll20, it does have its own webcam uh, and chat service and music service. So, you can play music through the, the web. So, yeah. you kind of have an all-encompassing thing. They're yeah, not but, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's that's exactly it. It has everything you want, and but most of it is just like, uh... <laughs> not I mean, great. Yeah, well, we're going to suggest, and for all of these, I think that that's true, though. We're going right. to talk about supplemental products. And I, I think the purpose of it is, like, even with all of these, every all four that we named, you're going to need supplemental services for all of these. Oh, even yeah. though these are the quote-unquote all-encompassing web services. Exactly. It, just, it just can't do it all. So, like, and that's why I think Which we is stuck fine, to... Which is because yeah, and that's why I think is we stuck free. to, like, what you really need to use these services for are, like, the combat scenes. The maps, the map scenarios, the combat scenes. So you really want to find a service where it's going to be the maps and combat is going to be easiest for you. Oh, yeah. And and possibly, uh, like you've mentioned, as a DM help, something that will help the DM where, you know, maybe it has like good NPC capabilities and and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Yeah, I I really like Roll20. It has like a really good feature uh, uh, that employs like layers. So I can have something on a GM layer, and it's invisible to the party. I can move things around, but they can't. Um, and it has like a, a, a map layer, so I can build my own maps in Roll20 and then just throw everything that needs to be moved around on like a token or the GM layer. So that way I'm not messing up the environment at all. So One that's pretty that's nice. One thing that's also nice is we, we, uh, as a DM, you, you kind of need access to every player's character sheet at all times. So that that's one thing yeah. you don't get when everyone has it in paper that you can do in virtual, right? Because otherwise, it's a, it's a lot of hey, do you what do you have in your inventory? Do you have <laughs> yeah? There's and, a lot and, of that from the DM, and that that kind of gets annoying. Exactly. It's like didn't you didn't you use that item before? Or yeah. like <laughs> what like what what is what is the exact wording in your spell? And I can just click on their character sheet, list the spells that they have. So they can just reread them. Or if uh, you as the DM had someone pick up a cursed item, you know, you can make a note of it or you could just, but you know, some, in the, somewhere yeah. along the line, I might've handed that off and you didn't know that and they had it on their exactly. character sheet. Yeah. And in, in the handouts you can create, you can make just the notes that they see and then hidden GM notes. So yeah. like on stuff that I've given to you guys, there's like hidden notes saying like, Oh, this, this cursed item does X, Y, Z. Oh, neat. Okay. Even if um, it's in my inventory. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, there's so many things you can do with the tokens too. You have three different like status bars that you, so you can click on one to have health, one I don't know for how much like temporary hit points you have. Nice. Another one for like your order. And that's all on your combat screen. That stuff appears for you. Uh, you will. Anybody can uh, use that. So you can. In uh, oh, I was thinking your NPCs because like we can, obviously as a player you can't see how much health the NPCs have. Uh, right. Yeah. How and, are you and, tracking that kind of stuff? Is that on the screen itself or on a, on 
Separately. So I, usually for your health, I don't worry about it. I let you guys do that in your character yeah, sheets and stuff. Um, but yeah, so you can like double click on the tokens and then it'll pull up okay. uh, something. It'll pull up like the status and say like, oh, I want like one, like 100 out of 100 for health. And it'll show a bar out of 100. And then you can just click on the token, click on the bubble. That's and this type like minus 10, right? I got hit for 10 damage and it'll subtract the amount. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And I can I can set that so you guys can see it or it's hidden, things like that. Um, the character sheet editor is pretty good. Um, it's it's kind of clunky and a little confusing until you learn your way around it. But you can right. set like if you have a ring of protection, uh, even though that asset already exists in Roll Twenty, so all you need to do is drag it into the character sheet. But if you wanted to create something, you can just set like modifiers for all saving throws or just these saving throws or uh use a special like uh ac override so i'm just going to use a custom ac it's just this instead of the automatic generation things like that right it is pretty nice but um yeah that's kind of limited uh <laughs> for the right. campaign thing that we were talking about though and, and also you don't pay for roll 20 either right no i i do pay for assets though you so you can go into that. the store so the Curse of Strahd that we're running, I paid for like the Curse of Strahd module on Roll20. So and it came with like a bunch of maps, stats for all these creatures, the tokens and everything. I'm sure that was probably pretty important to have, especially the combat oh, yeah. map access, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It gave you all this stuff and all a bunch of notes and like we showed up at the specific the castle, structure. right? And like that castle was like a fully fleshed out map for us to walk on. Yeah. And it <laughs> It even had like zone markers, so it's like okay, yeah. read Z one, and I you could read it, or you can like write your own notes and stuff. Yeah, it was it's super helpful, yeah. and you could just like buy the module and uh, for that campaign. And then, do you know how much that was when you bought like that module for that campaign? Um, I think it was like twenty or thirty dollars. Okay. Um, and then but if you're did planning, you buy a- the book itself. Like the I, yeah, already, you, and yeah. You, and you, and you already had that, and those are what those are like forty, right? For like the yeah, I, I, I know the, the normal books are uh, are around like thirty or forty. Oh, hold yeah. on, I might have the price on it. Yeah, so I this is all just to say that it, there's still a lot of price that you're gonna have to pay to set up a D and D campaign for the most part, and that's gonna be your best bet for having a D campaign is to pay up front for like a fully encompassed campaign and it's going to help you so much on the back end <laughs> oh yeah it's if you want to run a pre-run having the book is so nice you don't have, <laughs> nothing is telling you to follow it but it's yeah nice. so yeah the those books uh all the D books are like 50 bucks which is kind of expensive because otherwise just like everything in this life right like you could pay for it or you're gonna have to do a whole lot of work you could do it for mm-hmm. free, but it's going to take a lot more time. And we'll give you some services that you can use to build the whole world for free. Uh, but it's just going to take a lot of your time. It's just going to be... Maybe you want to do that. It's more fun, I'm sure. But definitely yeah. take more time. Yeah, Definitely just take more time to set up. All right. So let's talk about the supplemental ones. That I mean, a couple of these are, are completely necessary, right? Almost like not even supplemental. It's just like... You need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To uh, function. Yeah. Yeah. The first of which is Discord. I also put slash Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, a lot of people don't really know Discord yet. I think most do in the gaming community, at least. It is the best service by far. Yeah. It, 
it is kind of funny that like everyone uh, landed on Zoom when when yeah, everybody when who's like, just like under thirty Discord's just been like doing this forever. <laughs> just use Discord, man. Yeah, now there's like one called like Clubhouse or whatever that's coming out that like Microsoft wants to buy or whatever. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's dude, I just use Discord. It's free. It's the best of its kind. It has had Zoom's capability. Two three years ago, and it's better than Zoom in mostly every way. <laughs> yeah, and, and interesting enough, we still use Discord for our audio because it's a little more reliable than Roll 20s chat audio as well. Audio yep. chat feature, but we do use Roll 20s video. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. It so that's actually a good thing to bring up because if you don't have two monitors, you really kind of want to see that. You want the faces to be on the same screen as the web service. So yeah. on roll 20, it brings them up into little tiny boxes on the bottom. So it actually works really well. Now it disconnects like 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it works, but it also doesn't a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. But luckily because our audio is all on discord, it never breaks there. So yeah, exactly. And you, really good. Video is, is, uh, it's important to me because I like seeing the facial reactions. Right. Uh, but you just, if you get audio down, that's the bare, bare bones. Yeah. I will say it, you're going to want web. You're gonna want yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we're already in a state where we're not in front of each other for, you know, like table time. It, it's so important to have the faces yeah. and the reactions and the facial expressions. I mean, we're still social creatures. And yeah. You need that interaction otherwise this game won't be as fun right it just won't be it just won't be as fun and also like since we're playing virtually you know there there's times when someone's like okay wait hold on i I gotta go my food came or something you know for delivery and they have to walk away and if they don't want to interrupt you while you're giving a soliloquy about Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the thing that they're saying they're like and uh and uh, brett like, what are you going to do when this person jumps out at you? And it's like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm not in the webcam anymore. You can just already you can just know see that. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the only other needed one on this list is maybe this one, um, which is oh, yeah. music for the campaign. A lot, you know, it's actually not even that necessary, right? It, you know, you don't need music. You don't need it. I, nice to I set think... The mood everything feels better when there's like a light background music playing. Yeah. It tends to, I think really fill in the gaps uh, between role playing and really jacks up the tension when you're entering a spooky catacombs or combat happens. And then you get the heart pumping elder scrolls music going. It's just like everyone gets engaged and amped. Yeah. Um, It's it's not needed, but music's nice to have. Music's nice to have. Uh, we uh, we just I just literally go on YouTube yeah. and look for stuff and then stream, <laughs> stream it through stuff. Discord. Yep. So that and that yeah, you could do it like that. There's probably a lot of ways you could do that. Um, there there's a one kind of cool thing you can do called Sirenscape that I've tried. It's free. Um, and I haven't really found a way to integrate it in with Discord yet, but um, that's pretty good because it's kind of like a mixer that you can add in. Okay. So you what can about have, like, sound like, effects? You don't use any sound effects or anything, but no, not really. I, I kind of find a hard time to time it, but yeah, like in roll 20 does have some music, but it's very limited in the file size you can import, but it is nice because again, there's a little bit of mixing capabilities in there where you can say like, Oh, uh, hit this. And then I want the rain to get louder. And then just the ambient bar sounds to get 
farther away. Or you something. can always always improv the noises too. <laughs> you <Yes>. hear this, <laughs> bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can always do that. Um, a supplemental. This is like one of the best character sheets I've ever used, and that's why I <laughs> listed it. It's also an incredibly good database, which is D and D Beyond. This is if you're a DM. It's necessary to have this up. There you go. So, so you use it as a DM, as just like your database, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh wait, like they're they're talking about this spell. I'm like, what's this spell? Name? Yeah, like, there you go. So, so is it sixty or forty database feet? needs? Bring up D and D Beyond, and on it to me, it has one of the best character sheets, creators, and oh, character yeah. sheets in general. Uh, so this is one I just suggest using if maybe your service doesn't have a character sheet that you like. Maybe try D and D Beyond. Uh, or print them out and, and do them yourselves. Mm-hmm. But this one's got really great stuff. Oh yeah, it, it's it's clearly far and away the best character virtual like character sheet for online. Yeah, basically it is like we mentioned the D and D Wikipedia too, which you're gonna need, right? So if you don't mm-hmm. have the book in front of you, you can have at least D and D Beyond up, which gives you kind of access to everything. Maybe the player shouldn't have that, but as a DM, you need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's basically like like you said, Wikipedia. Um, and this. There are it, you could use the base functionality for free. Um, if you want to use uh, uh, things that are available in the expansion books, like Xanthar's Guide to Everything, you will have to buy like that book on D and D Beyond because it's uh, almost like owning the book in person. It's like right? owning They're the book. They're saying, yeah. yeah, it's a virtual book, so please right. pay us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you can buy. They probably you, they probably bought the rights to that. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like that's why they have to do that stuff. <laughs> and they bought. You can also buy the the uh, like modules on D and D Beyond, and it'll give you a bunch of assets just like in the book. And you can copy and paste them into other table, uh, virtual tabletops, things like that. Right. So, but not. We wouldn't suggest using it for like your campaign, right? Like we wouldn't have everyone host everything in there. I don't think. I don't think it has those capabilities. No, it doesn't. Which I am very surprised. That right? Okay. It, it, yeah. It kind of has everything else going for it. It's like almost yeah. like if they built in like a map system, <laughs> like a physical yeah. system, and they already have like campaign groupings. You can cr- <laughs> oh, also, if you're a DM, this is like one of the best uh, combat trackers you can you can have. I think. You can See, set, so they like, already have like the, one of the most proficient combat trackers, and yet they don't yeah. have like a system to then do exactly. that combat. It's it even so has weird. like XP thing, so you add a monster. It's like, like, oh, it went from like hard to deadly. Maybe you should take off a few of those. Uh, <laughs> a few of those, like I feel uh, like it's eighty percent of the way there. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically, and, just and you add can even this one. Set system. it up by campaigns. You can do all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So there you go. There's a service you're going to want to use, uh, regardless of what we're using. Uh, here's a powerful system that is you have to pay to get this. This is, of course, the Tabletop Simulator. Now, this is a, a game that you buy off Steam or something. And once you have it, though, you can basically do anything. <laughs> now, this is really neat, too, because you can, with this, build 3D models of your battle zones. And you can have tokens, just like your Monopoly tokens that you'd have in person, and you can just, you know, create a little grid system on your 3D uh, battle zones so people know how far things are, you know, as as Mm ability-wise. So, like, I just imagine, I have never done it, but I've used Tabletop Simulator for a lot of things, and I know how powerful it can be. So there's a lot you can do there and exploit. Uh, It 
it is pay though to get it, and then you're you put in a lot of work to create something. Yeah, I this and you need be... all your players to pay for it as well. Yeah, um, so everyone has to have it. But if everyone has it, this would be really cool for like a big boss fight. I think it would be really fun, right? You, this is one that I would say, boy, if you want to make all your combats through this, kudos to you. But, <laughs> but like you said, Woo! I think this would be this is like for the boss battle map, like because yeah. again, this is. This is like I was talking about with like playing in tabletop, like the guy that brought in their freaking Warhammer setup with mm-hmm. mountains on both sides and the and the broken down shacks in the middle. I mean, it, it you could do a lot of cool stuff, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're not going to want to run every single combat into this thing. So I just thought it was a cool one to to mention to to bring up. Yeah, definitely because if, if people already have this, then they might not realize. Then, it's like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, that that. They might not be. Able, yeah, they might not realize. Oh, I could use it for that. Uh, the next one is one that is helpful for world building. So this is not necessarily for your campaign, your pre-made campaigns. Um, but if you're going to build your own campaign, you might want to look into something called World Anvil. It mm-hmm. basically coaches you step by step, character by character, saves everything, and has an incredible map system. It has all of those important essentials that we mentioned, right. you know, where you can import all of these products into your campaign. So it ha- just has one of the most comprehensive world building and writing tools that is available that sorts it exactly into what you need it to be for D&D purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it creates like linked accounts. So it's almost like a Wikipedia. So when you're mentioning that this character lives in this city, you can just click on the city and then yeah, it'll take exactly. you to so the like, map of the city. It's, it's so helpful because you can't do what this thing does on any of the other services we mentioned. Yeah, this is very different. <laughs> it's very different, right? This isn't, this isn't like for your DNT campaign necessarily, but it's a powerful world building and writing tool that if you're going to do anything custom whatsoever, you might want to look into this to help you out. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to use this for our my homebrew world. There you go. Uh, it's going to be pretty good then, because it, it really does. It really does a great job of like, again, coach coaching you step by step. Like, here's all the right. information to fill out. Here's everything you need to know. Bam, he's in. Like, here's where he lives. Here's. The, <laughs> it's just like right, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many how many different like sections and and it's so simple to use, which is so nice. That kind of stuff seems complicated, but they make it very simple, almost like an iPad app, right? Where it's just like drag mm-hmm. and drag and drop them wherever you need them, so, and it's already set up in a D and D world. Uh, so that's pretty great. And the last one you had is a token. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty. It's just a cool way to create like tokens. So you can have like a custom image that you just you literally just drag and drop. It's it's called a roll advantage. It's a their token stamp. Thing. Okay. It's just on the web. It's free to use. You just have find a picture you like to represent your character. You can jump it in, and it makes like a circular token. Yeah, uh, it's for just for, cool. for us to beat down in combat, right? And like, right, yeah, we can recognize what kind of creature it is because a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll do a werewolf token. It'll kind of look like a werewolf, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. The wolf-like figure, or uh, yeah. So just like avatars in general, right? Because you want yeah, your, yeah. You want your enemies to look convincing. <laughs> right, exactly. We got to know what we're fighting, and it's got to be different every time, right? We fought a plant guy. We want it to look like with zombies in them. Like, you want yeah, it to yeah. look like that. You don't, like want that it, you don't want it to just be a block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which a lot of times in tabletop, that kind of ends up what's happening, right? You don't have, like, 
a big expensive plastic figurine made for every (laughs) character you're gonna fight so you end up just having the same soldier army yeah like (laughs) just pretend this this soldier has a crossbow this time (laughs) yeah exactly so it's actually Uh, kind of that that is something i like on virtual it does there's a lot more flexibility with what you can do quicker you know like you you can adapt a lot faster online and like this i like uh i i haven't used it too much because the assets that i got uh with my purchase on roll 20 comes with a bunch of tokens already but yeah ease of use is kind of the name of the game when you're dming because you're you're you have an idea and you just need to get it done and then move on to the next thing especially when it's something tedious like creating a token for your crossbow wielder soldier i'd say ease of use is still the name of the game even as a player too i mean like these services are just so frustrating to use when you try and click your character and like things aren't adjusting properly like i i would say to character sheets that you're going to use you want it to be as adaptable as possible. You don't want it to like, I erase my plus two and then it just like pumps back into it. And you're like, no, that was supposed to be plus three because of this, this, yeah. and this. Like you just need things to be able to like change on the, on a dime. <laughs> exactly. Especially when like dice rolls are automated and everything's added together because a lot of times it won't be like the player DM's fault that, oh, we clicked on the attack. Like, 38 <laughs> like how did you roll that <laughs> high what, like oh well, i accidentally clicked that i had uh you know i don't know i accidentally fudged the plus uh roll to this so mm-hmm. now i have xyz but and i will say going back just to our uh, web service in roll 20 one of the downfalls i think was was leveling up did not go too did, smoothly didn't feel super great they try to walk you through it and part of that is nice because it kind of is like, okay, you don't forget anything. Like, yeah, you, these are your ability score increases. These are, uh, these are your new buffs or whatever. Right. But yeah, the the things that Roll Twenty uses is like a open or a readily available document that has all of the um, all the information. Well, actually, it doesn't have all the information, which right, is why right, it's kind right. of frustrating. Because like, when you're char- creating a level one character in Roll Twenty. The only background they have is acolyte coded in. <laughs> so. Right, and it's like, a, yeah, I had to create my own. I remember that. Yeah, and, and it was like, and then you just have to fill out random information that you don't really have. Yeah, and you don't need it, and but the background's very important because you get proficiencies from proficiencies. it. And we necessarily so we basically so be, and you're right. We all of us in this campaign don't have backgrounds basically because yeah. other things backgrounds are supposed to do is they generally give you this like cool little trait. Say, mm-hmm. like, I would have been going into these inns. Now, it kind of works out this way anyway, just because I'm a bard. And, like, the right. inn will give me housing for the night because I play the music. I go exactly. in and play the music, and they're like, yeah, you could chill here for the night. Um, and I get housing that way. But a lot of your backgrounds is what you, provides you housing like that throughout the campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, like, a, if you were uh, used to be a, you know, crewman on a ship, then you have yeah, like you if you try to get passage on a ship, on a ship you can do that. Yeah, That's and a it's one. and the nice thing about the roll twenty character sheet editor is you can just add everything in, but like the way it's advertised, kind of is just like oh yeah, you just go through the character level up thing, and then it's just like oh okay, well I'd like to add this spell. It's like oh it's not in, it's not in <laughs> or uh, like oh I want to I don't know have this this magical item that it gives me a, a buff to intimidation checks. It's like, oh, well, now I have to like code that and everything. But and, and it, that, it's pretty easy, but it's a little to, um, 
like just back to D and D Beyond. If you're going to build a character and you need it to level up properly, D and D Beyond, oh, yeah, D&D <laughs> it's going to do it right. Yeah. Like so, so I, I'm I multiclassed. I'm the only one that multiclassed. But when I multiclassed, it like blew everything up in my character sheet, mm, <laughs> and like yeah. you had to go in there and manually edit everything for me. And that was another bother for me on my side. I wasn't able to edit my own character. Yeah, yeah. So you you should be able to but it might not have the same capabilities as the dm right um but yeah like it's hard to institute like homebrew rules like the way i do um uh multi-classing might be a little different than how you'd want to do multi-classing so but the roll 20 way of we're doing multi-classing that's the only way that that it can be done (laughs) that's gonna be happening Uh, but again you can just go in and, and hard edit the sheet but it's still, you know, not that as good as reminding me to multi-classing. We'll have an episode on multi-classing. That'll yeah. Be cool. Yeah. So we can go over some combos that we like or whatever. Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. That's the last supplemental thing that we'll talk about. I had a special mention in here because it's funny when you look up like what web services should I use? For some reason, this is listed as like the number one thing to use. This isn't <laughs> D&D web This is something completely different. So this is a special mention. It's Dungeons and Dragons Online. This is again developed by Wizards of the Coast, but it is a Dungeons and Dragons MMO. It's different. Uh, yes, you could technically have a campaign in Dungeons and Dragons Online as an MMO, and you actually at that point you wouldn't even need a dungeon master because you're basically that's, that's the game. That campaign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're already there, which. Hey, maybe that's a good way for you to do it. Uh, this is obviously paid. It's a game. It's a fully yeah. It's game. just a yeah. <laughs> so it's probably even pay like WoW is or whatnot. Like it, it's 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 an online MMO game. So, but it it uses the Dungeons and Dragons universe importantly. So it mm-hmm. it is along those lines. I think it does have random chances and stuff like that. You know, everything you'd expect to see. It's just totally different. It's not the tabletop game that we we'd all expect. All right, I think that's going to wrap up this uh, topic. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. So use use these services. Let us know which ones you guys... Maybe we missed some. Let us know about some. Uh, you could tell, even when we're talking through all these, we're not like... Too, this is so new. This is so new. We, we've only had enough time to play through like two or three of these. We haven't had time to try six different ones and like yeah you know once we're stuck with one, one out there gonna, that we just don't know about yeah once we're stuck with one we're gonna keep grinding through it for a while i mean it's like what we're used to using at that point and right you know so so we're gonna keep busting through it so all right what, what do we got next week we're back to magic next week back to magic uh we're just gonna just like talk for another eight hours <laughs> no. <laughs> uh no no uh so what we're gonna talk about is uh kind of a controversial topic in uh, particularly like casual play is uh, proxies. Yeah, yeah, and and so we we had our uh, finance podcast, right? And we're all complaining about how much money we spend and how ridiculous mm-hmm. it's getting or anything. Well, here's a great way to uh, dial that dial down a bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it will. Uh, yeah, I, I almost started getting into it. <laughs> but but uh, uh, what's our next D and D podcast going to be about? And next week we're gonna we're gonna go back into our character creation series, and we're gonna dip back into that because we have quite a bit of classes to get through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, we've only <laughs> begun it. Like we said, 
I think we might, we'll see how it shakes out, but we might continue to like every other podcast get back to one of these is kind of how it might shake yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to keep pumping the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last time we did the fighter, uh, one of the base characters. Uh, so this time we're going to do... Wizard! Wizard! This is we're gonna by go far my favorite class. Way. By far your favorite class, really. By okay. far. I okay. love There's a wizards. lot of choice in Wizard, yeah. There's there's a yeah. ton more directions to go. So it might, hopefully we, I don't know how long that fighter one was, but uh, we'll hopefully we'll it was kind wrap of long. it up. It was, right? Yeah, it was pretty long. But like we mentioned, like we had to go through a lot of different processes. When we're building these characters, we're on D&D Beyond, by the way. And <laughs> just like right, yeah. in this. So like, you know, take those. Uh, all right, where, where can they reach out to us if they wanted to say how crappy all of our services were they tried them out and they <laughs> hated them how did they yell at us well uh or you could tell us what your favorite like battle map making service yeah is. let us know uh, about those because those i think that that again is the key to online serv- like if you have this amazing combat map yeah it's kind of what we use it for <laughs> exactly all right so you can uh reach out to us uh for email uh dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter is at dragonpartypod. Alright, and with that we're going to get back to partying because we are party animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all you listeners out there party on. Party on.